Educators Amplified, the podcast. Educators Amplified, Educators Amplified, where we amplify educators' voice, amplify students' experience, amplify well-being, amplify hope, amplify what's really going on in our public schools, amplify solutions to restore the education profession, amplify new possibilities. I'm Joanna. And I'm Hallie. We see you. We hear you. We are you. Welcome back to Educators Amplified. Oh my goodness. It's been a while. It's (laughs) been a while. We know you've missed us. And we've missed being here. Oh, yes. I bet you all missed my cackle. (laughs) (laughs) But yes, welcome back to Educators Amplified, the podcast with myself, Hallie Schmeling. And Joanna Rosado. Yeah. So it's September. We're back to school. Mm-hmm. You know, I had all these goals and aspirations like over the summer. I was like, we're going to do this, that. We're going to like have a whole stack of episodes. Oh, and yeah. Well, in every summer, I'm going to lose 10 pounds <laughs> or 20. Never <laughs> happens. <gain> <laughs> Never happens. <laughs> so, yeah, I just more laugh because I'm like, all right. Yeah. Summertime, I take off. Like... Yeah, yeah, well, I mean, things got a little complicated. Part part true, of our hiatus true. is is actual circumstances. Mm-hmm. So you and I have been, you know, working with our union and our sponsors mm-hmm. uh, for mm-hmm. some funding, and we've been navigating that process. Yeah. So I mean, you're right. you're right. The universe just works and puts it together. So even though we did need a break, we never. I mean, this is oh, I therapeutic love and yeah. whatever, but. We've we've been we've been working through some things that yeah. that kind of made it so we couldn't be here. No, you're right. You're right. It it yeah. Because even the other day I was on the phone with a friend and she's like, "Wow, you have a natural gift." I'm like, "Oh yeah, what's that?" She's like, "You just really are able to explain things from a perspective that people don't think, you know." And mm-hmm. it just made me be like, "Oh yeah, me and Joanna always say that. Like we offer a competing truth." Yeah. You know, I think that there's, and so this is, this is natural to us. We like Mm -hmm. to do this. You know, we see all the gray, not just it's black and white. Yes or no. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah. Well, we could have lots of episodes if we just did super marathon recordings of phones (laughs) or FaceTimes. The other day we we were doing a baseline with our students of Mm. screen time, you know, on your phones. It'll tell you, newsflash to everyone out there who... As a phone. Um, but, you know, it, you can look up how much time you are on, the average that you're mm-hmm. on your phone. And one of our students literally had 19 hours a day. <laughs> in the summertime. In the summertime. And, and they explained that it was because she just, like, keeps on a FaceTime with a friend of hers all, all the time. I hope, I hope the people in her house know this, right. that you're just always on air. Yeah. But anyway, right. so... Maybe we would have had episodes if we'd record our FaceTime calls, but whatever. We're no, it's good. Yeah. We're back. There probably should be a little subset that says like talking with Joanna on the phone on my <laughs> screen time. Oh right, you know? when it right when it breaks down. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that would be. Mine all says reading and information. Oh la dee da. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mine says Gmail's my top one. Oh really? Mm-hmm. 
I mean, and mine is serious reading and information. No, I know Because I think I was, it averages four and a, I'm at four and a half hours a day. I'm at five. And um, it was like four of them were reading and information. Mm. I'm probably reading the emails that you forward me from the, <laughs> the things you send me. Uh, but right. So, yeah, we're back. And I'm excited to just be back. Let's just chat about what we've seen so far. You know, so to stick with our theme of we see you, we hear you, we are you. Let's just go. Let's run through it. So let's start off like what we've been seeing. So thinking about coming back to school, we're like, I don't know. We're in September, so it's kind of like the big kickoff to school starts where that is something I don't know if people all realize or not, because a lot of people are like, when do you go back to school? Like, that's like the question you always get, you know, like, when do you go back to school? And I'm like, you know, at the end of August, you're like, I don't even want to think about it right now. Mm -hmm. Um, But a lot of people were surprised that I'm like, yeah, you realize like I go back to school before the kids go back. You know what I mean? They're like, really? What do you do? And I'm like, oh, it's like a week long of sitting and getting. Yeah, Yeah. sitting and getting in meetings. Mm -hmm. You know, like, and it's at least a week. Some districts, it's a week and a half. Yes. Do you know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. we've got that. And then we also have the kids are back. Yeah. Well, and I keep calling where it's like it for for many people just say back to school. Mm-hmm. And this year I'm clarifying a little bit more. I keep saying we made it back to school, <laughs> not just like back to school. It's like we made it back to school. Yeah. Because so many of us were actually not sure that we mm-hmm. were going to return. Mm-hmm. And and many people didn't return. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you and I somehow we we made it back. <laughs> we made it back to school. Yes, a lot of people were shocked. You know, of my dear friends and yeah. close people I vent to or just talk with, they judge out when I said I'm going back. I'm like, yeah, well, and yes, ab- I am that crazy. Well, <laughs> and about that again, we you know we're connecting with other educators out here. I'm sure you relate into. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, p- friends and supporters or, or whatever, it, it w- it's more about health. It, it turned mm-hmm. into like, can I do this? Oh, Not yeah. like, do I want to? Do I still think I'm good at it? Do, do I still, you know, do I still got my swerve with kids? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. <laughs> it's like, can I do this? Yes. Because... And, and you and I have been noticing this recently. Now that we are feeling more balanced, I'm realizing what an absolute mess I was last year. Yes. Like not in a good place, mm-hmm. not healthy. Mm-hmm. And, and honestly, pretty big deal that we made it through. Yes. and that And I know everyone out here is relating to that. Yeah, I think about, you know, you and I have been working together, you know, we we literally teach together uh, for 10 years. And we've kind of gotten like the gist for like how things are supposed to go. And we always have tasks that we do at the end of the school year to prepare for the new school year. Mm. So coming back this year was a big like wake up call of like, oh, I was in survival mode because some of those tasks weren't done. Mm-hmm. And not that I'm like, oh, my God, I'm a shitty worker. It was just more like I couldn't take yeah. it all on. Yeah. And it's going to be OK. Like these tasks can be done. But for 10 years, we've always been doing these tasks. And then 
to come to a school year and be like, oh, my gosh, I didn't do it Mm -hmm. Um, was just it was a big, I guess, external indicator of how stressed I truly was last year. Mm -hmm. And yet getting through it being like because I I do remember we would talk and, and I would say things like, Present moment. Like, yes. we can only do what we can do mm-hmm. right now. Yep. Um. We'll, you know, and even that where I, I wasn't like, you need to let me know if you're coming back or vice versa. Mm-hmm. We were both like, whatever happens, mm-hmm. however we're directed and guided, mm-hmm. we'll just have to listen mm-hmm. and follow that. Oh, yeah. I will give a huge shout out to my husband Bobby and family because mama was living in the present moment but there was decisions to be made that affected (laughs) the entire family and I was to the wire you know and so shout out to my husband for supporting me through all that Mm -hmm. um I recognize Mm -hmm. (laughs) um but it also makes me think about how you know coming back I just remember the first day we came back and it was professional development week all these, you know, educators who decided to come back, you know, back, there was just this air of like, all right, we're going to do this. I'm going to try to go with the flow with it. I'm not going to try to get too overwhelmed by it all. I'm going to set some healthy boundaries. We're going to do it. And then three hours later, (laughs) (laughs) it was straight exhaustion. This is awful. How are we going to make it? (laughs) I was like, whoo. It just really was like, I mean, and people are back and it's okay, but I really sat kind of in like, oh my gosh, like people started the year like, I'm going to do this. We're going to be okay. And how quickly (laughs) it turned. Well, or what you thought was your summer recharge, like the battery, you lost lost power pretty quick. It's like an old (laughs) iPhone. This thing just won't keep a charge. Right. <laughs> so yeah, I I really saw that. Um, I also have really been picking up on two. Maybe it's a gift. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's a survival technique. I don't know. You'll be able to define it. But teachers have an ability to sit in a meeting and make it look like you're listening. <laughs> yes, and. They ain't even doing that anymore. Sure. I'm I'm sure. more looking around like, okay, nobody's even pretending. <laughs> There's less people pretending. Right. Um, but I, I do see that, though, is like you've got to hunker down and get through that first week. Well, right. It does take a, a – diff- it takes a certain mindset. And it's a shame because really we should be looking at that time as something that could be used to really – reconnect and Mm re-energize and reinvigorate um, what we're doing. And, but I mean, far and wide, you're going to find that that's not really what happens. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, you and I are always kind of critiquing and challenging things. There's one, Mm -hmm. like, let's start out uh, with some real excitement and engagement. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, let's, yeah, (laughs) We're talking education. I'm not talking I work at a bank or some corporation Mm -hmm. that's not an education. Mm -hmm. I'm like, why can't our leaders educate? Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Or make things engaging Mm -hmm. or gather up the humans together to connect. It is straight up sit and get. Yeah. It's low level education that we have to sit through. 
for an well, entire week. Again, this is what would be ideal is if right. if it was if good education was mirrored in how the system operate. This has been like my life's work right. and goal. You know, is saying mm-hmm. that like we know what effective teaching and learning is and what it looks like. Mm-hmm. It's there's intrinsic motivation involved. There's you know a, a clear understanding and connection and a natural wanting to strive you know to 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 go from good to great from great to excellent mm-hmm. kind of thing but right that's part of it is it's it's not though mirrored you know the institution operates like many other institutions mm-hmm. you remember I always said that like education is a little they don't have an identity or they don't cl- it doesn't claim its own identity it's confused mm-hmm. it takes pieces of everybody else's um, and, and boy, would I love that. Like, like here's education mm-hmm. and, and this is what it is. And, and this is, and you, you would, you know it when you walk in cause you feel it and it, and it happens mm-hmm. that you're, you're balanced, you're connected and you're able to really think and create something else or mm-hmm. develop in another direction. Yep. It can be that way. Oh, a thousand percent. But, but it's the, just not. It's not. And the metrics have to change in order to do it. Because that's what really stuck out to me, too, was the metrics haven't changed. It is test scores. It is standardization. Mm-hmm. It is data points. It is numbers. None of those things to me equate to educating children about connecting with humans. Well, you know, I'm going to talk about then to that, that whole, right, because we have everything on the outside. We have Mm -hmm. all the external, Mm -hmm. you know, measures are in place, but we don't have internal indicators. Mm -hmm. And that's what's unique, honestly, about the program that we've designed is it's Mm -hmm. an educator, it's an educational model that works from the inside out instead Mm -hmm. of the outside in. The outside in is, oh, you're going to you know, complete these tasks and then you'll feel really good because you accomplish something. Mm -hmm. And ours is more from the, okay, let's, let's feel really good and, and feel balanced and emotion and logic connected together so that Mm -hmm. we can create really cool, meaningful stuff that we, we can just keep adding on and adding on and and expand Mm -hmm. this, you know, literally our, our knowledge base, but also how we use it mm-hmm. and how we use it to make things better with one another. Mm-hmm. That's the inside out instead of the outside in. Well, and when you go inside out too, on like the most simple example, I think about like cell phones. I think cell phones are like the biggest bane of adults' existence in schools. Yes. And I just, I'm intrigued by it because right in the program that we teach in, students put their cell phones away. Yeah. It's not an issue. Yeah. Because of this inside out. Mm-hmm. Because of this model that looks at working with children where they're at and being developmentally appropriate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and we simply just say yeah, it's not a fight. We're here to truly be connected and engaged and to reduce stress mm-hmm. and phones distract us and bring in stress, so that's not where we, so we're not going to use them. Mm-hmm. And they're like, okay. okay. and i love how you do describe it to them you're like and you will get 
a fancy <laughs> Ziploc bag to put your phone in. With your name written on it. <laughs> well, you do have really nice writing. People feel special when you write yes. things, when right. you write their name. Right. <laughs> but it is funny. When we when the cell phones are turned back out, you know, at the end of the day. Oh, it, you've I'm lost like, them. Yes. I'm always like, stop talking, Miss Rosato. You've lost them. <laughs> so then I do have empathy in the traditional system yes. as far as like when you're battling that. Yeah, you'd. It does, honestly, I mean, you're, they're not there. And it does make me think about how this country, I would say even, I mean, not even just a school or a community like, or state, it's a country. I don't think we understand addiction. Mm-hmm. That's addiction. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think people can just be like, kids don't want to give up their cell phones. But I'm like, no, 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 they're addicted mm-hmm. to their cell phones. And there's literally in their brain thinks that they need it Mm -hmm. or is sending those receptors and hormones that are like, I need this Mm -hmm. like you do if you have crack cocaine. Mm -hmm. Like, so that's just something I'll think about that. It it is it is something to teach around. Well, I actually just read an article today about the cell phone thing. It was a guest piece. I can't remember, but it was a teacher saying that their school did transition to a no cell phone policy and how um, it's just been wonderful. You know, mm-hmm. and I think they took that approach and they just um, they just said, like, right, we're not battling for kids' attention right. because, right, if it's there because of we're all in class. Shoot, mine's sitting there right now. Oh, yeah. And I keep looking at it. Well, that's Why? how I know it's addiction <laughs> because especially during the summertime, I get addicted. I know. Do you know what I mean? So there is something to like, because even when we started, I was like, why do I keep checking my phone? You know, like, right. but Nothing then you feel happening. like you need yeah. to. Right. I know. And then and so it, this isn't only kids. No, no, no. I know, because isn't it nice when you really are away from mm-hmm. it? Then you don't, when you know you can't access it, you mm-hmm. don't miss it. Where was I where I had no bars? Oh, up when north? I, up north. Because <laughs> that's my husband was like, you have five Gs. I said, there ain't no Gs up here. There's no, and that's what D. Lynn said. She was like, Joanna, there's no Gs. Your friend that lives up there. Right. Yeah. I was, she's like, there's not. <laughs> and so, yeah, I really couldn't use it. And then it didn't, it didn't really, you know, then you're just like, yeah, it's. And it was only sad when you feel like you took a cute picture and wanted to send it, but whatever. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, I mean, definitely there's something with that, the battle for students' attentions with cell phones. And instead of looking at it as something, again, punitive or to control, Mm -hmm. you're saying, Mm -hmm. let's teach around it. Yeah. Let's teach around these habits, Mm -hmm. why we keep going to it, Mm -hmm. what it's doing for us in our brain, the hit that it's giving us, Mm -hmm. and then maybe take steps to wean wean back and realize that we can also get that lovely hit from human connection. Right. And when we feel really seen, heard, and valued, and and we're really engaged with something. Yep. Mm -hmm. I love it. You're not going to find your flow on the phone. You're just not. talk about now that was I see you you know and I see you and I hear you kind of blends together but let's let's talk about like we hear you as far as what have you been hearing from people 
What do we just hear in general uh, when we're back at school? Things like that. Mm -hmm. Well, definitely something that I am hearing is people are really excited to be back with students Mm -hmm. kind of fully Mm -hmm. and feeling like we know COVID is still out here, um, but we haven't really had anybody sick yet. Anyway, not on wood, whatever it is. <laughs> right. Um, but uh, I think people are really excited to be back with students, I think. And so that I'm hearing that I am hearing kind of st- not so many frustrations like people do notice needs of students, but not I don't think it's like as significant. I could be wrong. You know, like last year, it was kind of like, oh, my God, the kids. Yeah. This year, it's like, OK, they're all here. They seem pretty happy and excited to be back there's there's needs but anyway i'm seeing people are excited to be with kids they're excited to kind of be back to like regular routines yes what i'm hearing too is especially the week when we were at professional development it is this like i want to be with the kids Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like there's a genuine excitement connection Mm -hmm. professionalism that exists when children are present um And what I'm hearing with that is the juxtaposition that we're faced with of like on one end, when I'm with students, when I'm doing my craft, when I'm working my expertise, this is this is it. Like, I love it. I'm connected, feeling empowered. The juxtaposition then of but then when I talk or when I sit in these meetings or talk with an administrator and they're telling me what I need to do, it's exactly opposite. Mm. of the craft do you know what i mean Mm -hmm. because it's back to like you know the hierarchy of the boss saying this is what you need to do and being like well guess what i just totally jived with the students in my classroom and now you're telling me to do something completely opposite Mm -hmm. so i do hear a bit about the juxtaposition of like i love being with the kids Mm -hmm. well and i guess what you're seeing too is it's it's become it's very polar Yes. It's like there are two polarities that I hear more. Yes. Where, and in a way, I'm like, props, teachers, for being able to identify more. You have an yes. awareness about what brings you energy and lifts yes. you up and what is depleting. Yes. Because for a while, in general, people weren't really good at labeling or having an mm-hmm. awareness. Because when you're able to do that, then what I was hearing, anticipating and, and hearing is healthy boundaries mm-hmm. with people drawing a line of like, well, yeah. here's what I can do. Here's what I can't do. Right. A hundred percent. I was just going to say, because after this awareness, I was going to use the word clarity comes, mm. which then leads to healthy boundaries of like the clarity, the confidence of like, okay, this is what I can take on. This is what I can't. And it's not because I'm not a professional. It's not because I can't do my job. It's because literally what you're asking me is... Two different camps. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So been hearing a bunch of that. Maybe I should have said this in C in here, but regardless, I've been hearing from and seeing a lot of new teachers. Oh, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I just think about how... And this is all over, you know, not just our district. It's definitely Southeast Wisconsin. I've been hearing about a lot of districts have like a 17% turnover. Or more. Correct. And then I sat there today in one of our meetings. I sat and looked around and was like, so there's 17% this year. There was 17% new last year, Mm -hmm. the year before. You know, I've been in the same district for a long time. And the amount of new staff, even, even in the past four years, 
is probably up to 50%. Like, yeah. that's the norm now. Well, and, and so then to re, to talk again about what you're hearing mm-hmm. is in engaging with a lot of these people, mm-hmm. what I'm hearing is they're in search of community. Yep. They're in search of they're people who are like, yeah, I want, you know, kind of like why mm-hmm. why we made it back, you know, <laughs> because they're like, I am a teacher. Mm-hmm. I want to be a teacher. But the circumstances that wherever they were at, you know, they're giving it a go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Even though they realize a lot of these issues exist everywhere, it's just like, put me in a different place and let me try it. And so I hear that, mm-hmm. that, you know, it's people who are just... When it gives a momentary hope. Yeah, willing to give it a go in another place. But by this time, I'm also hearing, and, you know, we do regional work. So we aren't mm-hmm. just talking about no. our district. I hear from a lot of regional leaders and, and teachers, and it's like, yeah, I'll give it a go. But then it's also like, by this point now, they're seen already. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, this part is frustrating. Mm-hmm. Oh, this part is similar. And that's the situation. Mm-hmm. And that's why it does make me, first of all, it cracks me up whenever they're like, well, what? A, where's the district that's getting it right? It's like, okay, this is a problem <laughs> in the system of education. Yeah. And it's not just here. It's it's state. It's, it's national. It can be international to some degrees. And so big changes. Yes. Well, it is very much back to the juxtaposition of... Are you working to operate the system or are you working to educate children? Yeah. You know, I always write in my notebooks. And so I have mm-hmm. a notebook going right now. And actually, I wrote that down today. I wrote something about like, it's just time to analyze and evaluate our current practices versus the current context. Are they meeting needs and are they matching? Right. Where can we have that discussion and make movement in that? <laughs> Nowhere. Because that is the frustration. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Oh, yes. I feel that. (laughs) (laughs) An aspect that I'm really enjoying, too, is, you know, this isn't an individual issue. Mm. It's a collective issue. And hearing more of the advocates for public education. Mm Mm-hmm. I just always think about like, I'm not just engrossed in everything education and talking on this podcast about this all just because I'm like me and mine. You know what I mean? Or like, mm-hmm. this is a problem that I'm just having. Everybody listen to it. I'm hearing more and more people being connected to and advocating for a sound, high quality public education system and more and more people seeing how things are crumbling or things are collapsing. For a long time, we felt like we're sounding the alarm. What can we do? What can we do? And now I am hearing more and more people catching up. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Um, I think about even to like, you know, in Wisconsin, we've mentioned in the past, Act 10 was a very pivotal moment where it really stripped away the rights of public employees, educators specifically, to really just sit at the table, make decisions, have a say. Mm -hmm. But it was coined as salary and benefits. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? So it was a cost-saving effort. So Act 10 was advertised, coined as taxpayers are going to save tons of money Mm -hmm. because of Act 10. Well, now I think people are really catching on to or I'm hearing more about like, oh, no, like these are the effects of Act 10. These are the effects. When when we have 17% turnover, when we have teachers 
in this juxtaposition of which way do I go? Like we literally don't have teachers making decisions at the tables of what should be taught or even the the autonomy of control in your classroom of what to do. Everything is very told to you. Like that's the effects of Act 10 Mm -hmm. or in Wisconsin. But that's what's happening everywhere. They just have different names for it. And I'm seeing more and more people now, you know, 11, 12 years later, but kind of catching on to like, oh, this was far more devastating than teachers not having pay and our Cadillac insurance is gone. Mm. <laughs> and, and it's gone. Oh, not that it ever yeah. was there, but it's oh, really gone. Oh, yes. So <laughs> those are some positive things. Let's go to We Are You. So, obviously, we're always talking about how we are you, but what do you think about Joanna when you're like, what are some things you're getting into? Maybe things that are offering you hope, things that you're just like, right, really represent being an educator right now. Well, something that's been on my mind is how so many educators really have side hustles or passion projects. Mm-hmm other things that they're involved in that are actually part still of the education world. And so I am you, like I'm working on things and I'm feeling really good about projects. And yet I'm always sad that it can't be like part of my Mm -hmm. actual work at school, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, So well, it is wild to me too, because you really are like savage when it comes to like in a good way, like when it comes to, understanding education, having a passion for public education, like you live and breathe education and nothing about that is valued in our current system. Like it's separate. Yes. I mean, it's you are who you are. But Mm -hmm. when you're working with our leaders or with our bosses, that never comes up. No. It's just like, do your job, chick. Right. And and I see that in so many educators. You know what I mean? Like when you really ask them, like people are out here doing all kinds of amazing things that are contributing um, to the to the larger picture of education. And so are you. I'm feeling that. You know, I've just been connected with other friends mm-hmm. and, and advocates who are doing like super badass, worthwhile work. And mm-hmm. it just always makes me sad that that you that it is separate and mm-hmm. that it's not viewed as that. And also with we are you and how I, how I'm with it along with everybody else is something that I always think about is and when I think about these side projects and creativity and the the contributions I think about that's what people are able to do even when they're really not being supported mm-hmm. in the way they should imagine what would happen yeah if if they were like really Problems solved. Yeah. Communities coming together. Right. The creative Abundance. Ideas. Yep, yep, yep. You know, all kinds of beautiful things. So I'm feeling that. Yeah. You know, you talking made me think about aspects of where we are supported or where we don't need to be separate is with our communities. 
I do in my heart of hearts always believe that communities, parents really do believe in trust in education and in public schools, and they want really great schools for their kids, right? And so something that I just am enjoying in my life too, and really connecting with others, you know, as a parent in my community, we have a very extreme right-wing school board who, you know, they're the whole like talking about CRT and banning books and what about pronouns, you know, like that's the stuff they're into. And I know this is many districts, especially, you know, there was a big concerted effort in Southeast Wisconsin this past school board election. And something that I'm just feeling really connected about and feeling supported about is connecting with others over public education. Like it's a unifier, you Mm -hmm. know, and People are really stepping up to the plate, whether it is other parents, other concerned community members, people who just care about democracy. So I've been able to see that in my community with the work I'm doing of just people coming together to be like, this isn't okay. This is about our youth. Our youth is our future and feeling so good doing that work and how how so much of it, too, just reminds me of union work. Well, and you saying that was making me think about how we keep seeing the statistics about that support for unions is an all-time high. But anyway, I know you were talking about just how this collective advocacy and and doing something for the good of all is like, this is just good organizing. Yes. Well, and also like a little bit back to the juxtaposition of like public support for unions is at an all-time high. It feels like everywhere else but in education. But (laughs) I was going to say, though, you know, like union work really is just about organizing, you know, people together. It's saying like, yes, we might be in hierarchy systems, but when you get people backed around an issue that they really care about, people show up, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's cool to Mm -hmm. see that happen. We just had a recent school board meeting. Shout out to everyone who showed up in my community. I just can really see unions get a bad rap, but I'm like, hello, everyone. When we connect around believing in Mm -hmm. education, public education and doing what's best for our youth Mm -hmm. is union work, Mm -hmm. people. Mm -hmm. Um, Don't look up, look around. Right. Yes. Um, So, yeah, that's kind of where I've been jiving with or feeling like, oh, yes, I'm among people that get it. And Mm -hmm. that feels great. Mm -hmm. And then another we are you is just my role as a parent. You know, my Mm -hmm. daughter's in her junior year. School is busy for my family and what they're doing and myself and just the natural things where I, I think about her social life. And how that is back, it's back on track. Like I said, COVID's Mm -hmm. over, it's back on track. (laughs) Um, And how that's a lot to keep up with and how I really want to be sure that I have the energy to do that. Mm -hmm. You know, and again, when I think about my miserable phase, how I just didn't really have the energy for that. Mm -hmm. And then I think about the situation with my mom and how I'm her caretaker. And again, I know there's lots of us out here listening that Mm -hmm. have so many different roles and things we do to take care of people. And I'm with you in it, Mm -hmm. in this, like, there's a whole reason why why we're working for things to, to be better and be supported. I'm with that, you know, I'm always been in search of someone to take care of me. Ryan does a great job. But in general, I've always wished that that would be part of the teaching profession. Mm -hmm. Like it it is missing. There's roles and there's duties. 
there's like work, but not necessarily a workplace. Mm-hmm. I've been trained as an administrator. I talk and work with other researchers about leadership. We work with college professors who mm-hmm. are shaping what teacher education looks like. I don't know that we have that yet, that whole like, and this is how you care for a teaching workforce. These mm-hmm. are the parts that would be in it. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. think it's out there. Right. Not yet. I would say a final RU is my great hope and vision for this school year with our students. Mm -hmm. And I'm guessing people are feeling that everywhere. Like, I just am so excited to see what they do and what they become and how they'll stay with themselves. And, you know, we're talking about all kinds of great ideas and new things and Mm -hmm. telling stories and sharing knowledge. And I do feel good in terms of being like, okay, I think this is going to be a great year. Mm -hmm. So, hey, we want to add a couple things to check out after you're done listening to this podcast. If you haven't already, check out. We were guests on Spearhead Conversation. So really exciting, really I keep saying cute story about a former student of mine, Xavier Mercado, who was inspired to use his voice and start his own podcast. And we did an interview with him earlier this summer. So please check out our conversation with Xavier at Spearhead Conversations. Mm -hmm. And then another thing that Educators Amplified listeners might be interested in looking up is I co-authored an article with Dr. Michael Fullen called Who's Abandoning Whom? Um, And it's about teacher shortages and the need to stop patching up a flawed system. Check it out. Let us know what you think. Yes, you guys will all love it. Oh, (laughs) she writes so well. (laughs) But check it all out. Thanks. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We're back. We're excited that you're back to listen in to us. If you want to get in touch with us, you want to offer questions, offer what you're seeing, hearing, what you're up to, please do. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Educators Amplified and or just email us at educatorsamplified at gmail.com. I'll also add about this episode in particular, Joanna mentioned that she read an article on having no cell phones in a school, and I think we should add that into our social Mm. media posts or just within the description of this episode so that people, I think, I think people will jive with that article. So you got to find it. I'm giving you some homework. We'll add that within this post too. So check that out as well. Hit us up. Thank you. Thank you to our sponsor, the National Education Association. If you're from Wisconsin and want to see all the great work of people advocating on your behalf in our profession in public education, go to Wisconsin Education Association Council's website at weac.org. And you can join the union right away at weac.org backslash join now. And if you're listening outside of Wisconsin, you can check out nea.org. Educators Amplified, the podcast, is recorded at Silver City Studios in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Theme music composed by Josh Everett, with original music by DJ Drip Sweat.